Hello guys, welcome to the Big Dot Podcast. It's your favorite girl, Cherish with the double R. Man, I love my name, Sha. Okay, moving straight into business. So we are here once again. And if you remember, street priests have been on this podcast for quite some time. We posted them, talked about the International Day of Street Children. We also hosted the Chief Storyteller once upon a time. And he's here again to tell us about an event coming up this Coming up this month. So today we're going to be talking about Change the Narrative Conference slash 8th anniversary. And with me in the studio is the Chief Storyteller, Miracle France, one and only. <laughs> Please Hi, join me, make welcome. Our number one man in Street Priest. <laughs> I'm not the number one man. I'm probably like number five or number six. Oh, wow. But yeah, but I'm like the, the top men. Yeah, there's like a team and I'm like, I'm a part of the Hi, executive miracle. team. Hi, Cherish. <laughs> Welcome. How you good doing? to have you. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm okay. And there's a lot on Street Free's plates. Like, yeah. there's so much. Yeah, How is true. that going? Um, It's really tough. It's really tough Um, because we're having to like, you know, transition into like other phases. We have wow. the back to school running yeah. and then we also have to like still deal with you know our feeding program and then other activities with the children on weekly basis so it's not easy but we're getting yeah. the job done is what we signed up for yeah. wow, you guys are doing great that's why we call you guys revolutionaries but um on the side i noticed that your voice has gotten deeper <laughs> that's something that which is there a key like i don't know i don't know why i guess it's just me practicing <laughs> Oh, let me not ask what the practice is for. So let's move right <laughs> to why we came here, right? Okay. okay, so change the narrative conference slash eighth anniversary. Let's talk about that. How? When did you guys start this? Um. So, um. First of all, um, the eighth anniversary actually falls in November. Um, okay. but um, the idea for the conference is this is the first of its kind. We've never done this before literally we've never done this before um but so i told you like the last time i was here i'm in charge of the advocacy department of the organization right and um we we like looked back at like our work and then we realized that we've been doing a lot but the com the community has not really been an integral part of what we do right so how do we get them involved? How do we get the stakeholders involved? How do we get parents involved? How do we get the teachers involved? How do we still get like young people, like every one of us in the organization involved? And so we at the advocacy department, we're like, okay, you know what? Let's organize the conference. So like some TED Talk conference that throws insights on what the challenge of street children is, right? So for the, for the longest they always the society has pushed the narrative that you know the children are terrible the children are this and the children are that and we would like to look at other sides of the picture that nobody's talking about that's where the idea change the narrative comes from so you're always projecting negative negative what about the positive why is nobody talking about that there should be a balance there should be a blend so that's where the idea came about and we're like okay you know what let's do this so now we're looking at um, merging it with the eighth anniversary so it may not it may not the chances of it not happening in september is like pretty high so we might push it to like in november to work with the eighth anniversary so it's like both celebrations at the same time wow yeah so with um novex <laughs> <laughs> novex enough with the english novex yeah. so um we saw the annual award ceremony slash okay. fifth anniversary if i'm not mistaken or yeah, that's sixth the fifth annual award ceremony 
Oh. Yeah, the fifth annual awards. You see why it's good to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. beautiful. Do you guys want to merge it with the eighth anniversary? Yeah, so the, the award ceremony is totally different from the eighth anniversary. Yeah. Right? Eighth anniversary just talks about like the number of years of being like working so yeah. like for eight years but we just started celebrating the anniversary like the, the, the award, award ceremony, ceremony sorry okay five years ago okay literally so that's Beautiful. like three years off the entire anniversary wow schedule. that's nice i i think i really love the award ceremony because like people get to be appreciated for what they do all the yes. time and all the work that they put in yes wow beautiful so on um street priest has you guys last time we spoke we spoke about a lot when yes, it had to do yes, with street did. children now how is how is the response from the street children how is it coming because we know that it's not easy to deal with children then yeah talk less of these ones that have been exposed to a lot of things so how are you guys handling that um it's it's not been easy it's been difficult um the last time i was here i don't know if i mentioned it but we're trying like we're transitioning to a new space and so we we can't hold center programs anymore at our community center because we do not have a physical community center anymore so but the work doesn't stop we still have to get work done we still have to interact with the children we still have to like you know advocate for them and all of that so we decided to run what we call street corners so now the beautiful thing about street corners it is it, it was there even before the center program started yeah exactly so we we go to the different locations where we'll find these kids and you know you know have activities with them you know interact with them teach them life hacks engage them for a space of about two to three hours yeah and it's always beautiful. Um, if you go across our social media pages, you would see reels and pictures from such moments. And it's amazing because now this is us doing this on the street. So yeah. people are watching, watching and everybody's and looking at like, seeing, what's yeah. going on? Who are these people that are always coming around to meet wow. with these children? And the consistency in it is what gives us joy because like every single time we go out. Now we even have people that like, they know that we are so consistent. So when they see us, they're like, ah, see the children there and stuff like that. So that's nice. it's really nice. And it gets like people start asking questions like yeah. what are you guys about i think it creates more awareness for me and like most of us on like the executive team that have been an integral part of the street corners for the past couple of months since okay. this year started um i would say i love the the street corners more compared i think to i saw a picture program. that was, was quite fun i saw you sitting on the floor with some yeah children. that was me it i was like so much sense, yeah <laughs> where stars align i think it's brilliant because um the ability to connect with these children in quote and unquote the habitat that the society yeah. has subjected them to yeah. i think it's amazing so they feel loved yeah. they feel like the fact that these people can live where they are and come and make us here regardless of how dirty or how unkept or whatever it is it doesn't matter that's not what we're there for yeah. we're there for the kids and and so trying to do that and then trying to you know help with the feeding program and all of that because with every single time we go out we try to give them food as well and also we leave materials we organize um drives so the other time we had a haircut drive um so we had been out for a while and we saw that okay these kids they need to get like haircuts and stuff like that and we're like okay you know what let's do it and the children loved it so we went to the salon i remember we went to the salon because we had to like break ourselves in sections to to be able to reach out to like a whole vast area so we went to the salon and the baba was like oh who's babbing next and i was like they are the ones and it was like 
share about them skin but i say don't do that ask them what they yeah, want to buy wow. and the children literally had their styles like it's just because not because we are paying for it means we now would deprive I, them of what I they would like you, to yeah, like what's so we that? give them premium standards <laughs> and so they had that and it was it was really nice so yeah wow beautiful like i think i'm loving this although like there's the downside of not having a space but you yeah. guys have been able to maneuver and create even more fun like i mean the whole haircut thing true makes sense it was beautiful it was really beautiful i felt i felt good like i have pictures and every time i go back to look at them i'm like yeah. okay this is working it's something oh, like I, I bet you can sleep at night peacefully <laughs> <laughs> i mean the job's not done but yeah it counts yeah, it counts. yeah. yeah most sure importantly counts. we're making progress yes we are so i know that um initially when we started you talked about the purpose for the change the narrative conference, conference but i want yes. you to like throw more light on it what does strippers seek to achieve From with this conference and is this this is the beginning of it so yes. is it going to continue like is it going to be an annual thing um so giving it much thought um the advocacy department is in new phase in um the street push sector um okay. but it's not entirely new because like people have been doing the yeah, work but they did not just it, carve out exactly that. <laughs> it's just now you give it a name so it yeah. seems like it's all new um so like the purpose of the conference like i said from the beginning was to get like the community to see that um in as much as they have this negative view of these children yeah. it's not entirely true or i won't say it's not entirely true it's not the whole story it's not the complete story. There are other aspects of the story that are not being shared. I remember the last time I was there, I shared one about one of the kids who, when we had the community center, yeah. it was raining. And when the other child came in, yeah. he offered the child his yeah, dry clothes. Now, nobody shares this story, right? Why are we not sharing it? So that's what we're trying to do with this change in narrative conference. We're trying to get the general public to see that for the longest, we have neglected and pushed these children to the wall. And to be honest, all they have done is just reciprocate. Yeah. That's all they have done, right? Yeah. Um, uh, an interview back one time, I think 2017 or 2018, um, um, a certain man um, named Nicholas, he came into town. He was on this, you could check him out on YouTube, Ride okay. Me 5. So okay. he started this journey of touring the world on his, bi um, his bike, his, his motorbike. Um, so he came across like street priests here in Calabar. He came through Calabar literally and he met with James Okina. <clears throat> And one of the interviews that he had with James Okina, he, he asked James why um, street children are found more in urban cities. Yeah. And the idea is you can only find street children in urban cities because these cities are large and nobody really pays attention to them. You can't find them in communities or villages. Yeah. Those are closely Close, knitted communities. Yeah. So everybody knows everybody's <laughs> father. Immediately they see this child outside. What are you doing what outside? Do, Son yeah. of, they call you by your father's exactly, name or grandfather's name. Exactly. But it's not like that here. Like yeah. Calabar is quite big, honestly. And other major cities across Nigeria and the world, you see these children are being neglected and all of that kind of stuff. So with the conference, we're trying to change that that mindset. So we're trying to build like a family kind of network. So okay. you're responsible for the next man okay. without even realizing it, right? So okay. let's say, for example, this is an example. Um, <laughs> I end up, this is an example. <laughs> <laughs> I end up on the streets, right? But you see me and you stay around me. You, you should be able to ask questions and call me, Miracle, what are you doing here? Where's your yeah. father? You should be able to track me or trace me back home and be like, why is he outside? You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. So create that conscious awareness in the minds of the people in the community. That's what we're trying to do with, with the conference. And then also, like, you know, increase our, like, our publicity and vast network of volunteers okay. and partners as well because it's not just our job. 
It's, it's I don't know if you saw a meme. Exactly. Yeah. There's a meme we shared on our social media a couple of days back. Yeah. So it's the cat. I don't know if you know that the, that meme of the cat and the woman. So the woman was showing the cat a paper. So the meme goes, Why okay, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> why do you who who whose responsibility is it to take care of street children? And he wrote, um he, he said everybody. So yeah. why did you write only street priests? <laughs> So it's like we've been doing the work alone and it's not like it's our job. Our it's not our yeah. job. We're just concerned individuals and it's everybody's job. Yeah. So we're just trying to bring everybody involved. That's the idea with the conference. Oh, That's what we're trying to push. Beautiful. And it being consistent, um, it may not be in a conference format. It might okay. be in another format, but yeah, definitely. Like an outreach format. Exactly. I mean, but the advocacy is still going to go on. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to ask, you said, um, you talked about building a, like a network of family closely where we are concerned for each other. Now, yes. how do you intend to do that? Because we know the society that we are living in <laughs> where people just feel like, okay, people see that strip. It's just like what you said, the meme. I think it's, I saw it and it was a brilliant idea. I laughed, first of all. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. You've communicated and the more people get to see this, they see, okay, people think that street priests are nobody pays you guys for what you do right True, yeah. this is what like you guys are just trying to volunteer and do your bit to change the society yes. and people just feel like okay street priests quote and unquote are supposed to be taking care of these street children meanwhile it's everybody's job, job yeah, yeah, right yeah. so how do you intend to do that to bring everybody to at least from little maybe volunteers young people all parents and all of that yeah. to care to start caring or showing concern for these street children um so the 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 job is a vast one if we Very look at vast, it right yeah. um but um the the different steps we're taking so far um first of all from our volunteer base right we try to you know educate our volunteers on the essence of the work they do if they have it well grounded they can be able to speak up outside in their small groups in their friendship circles all of that kind of stuff and i look at it like the calabar that we're looking at you're 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 one contact away from everybody the way we look at it right so how about we leverage on that first of all for the young circle so we'll have like we have a vast network of about 300 to 400 volunteers both online and offline, literally, right? So if every single one of them can begin to have influential conversations with their close circles, that's going to go a long way, right? Um, that's one aspect. Um, we also try to, you know, reach out to parents. So basically, with the back to school, we have contacts with um, most of the parents of these children, right? And when we meet with them, we try to let them understand that it's your job to take care of your child. It's no other person's job. Um, I saw I saw a post um, two days ago. It says, um, um, a good parent, how, how, I may not be able to quote it word for word, but it goes, a good parent may not produce a good child, but good parenting will. Now, those are two different things, right? Just because you're a good person doesn't mean your child automatically becomes a good person. But if you raise your child properly the right way, they would become good. Well, yes, like 80% to 90% of the time. There are other factors that may influence them along the way. But if we lay the foundation and all of that, it works. So we look at, you know, educating parents on the proper way of parenting. And people will be like, oh, um, you're young. How exactly are you educating? But like, it's there. You know the right things to do and the, the wrong things not to do exactly. 
there are certain things you shouldn't you shouldn't do to your kids if you used to do them before now is not the time the world is evolving you also need to evolve too and a lot of these things and uh, we 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 understand that there are a lot of factors that affect on the parenting level like poverty and illiteracy and all of that kind of stuff and that's why we try to cover with this other means so like if a child is suffering in school they can't pay their fees and all of that because of like you know the poverty state and all of that we imbibe them into our back to school scholarship so now it's one pressure off the parents shoulders so now the parents probably just have to worry about you know feeding the child we take care of the child schooling sometimes we go as far as you know feeding the child as well do you get me so all of these measures goes to you know i think reevaluating the parents minds and then with the outreaches we have both physically offline and online reaching out to large communities i think it goes a long way into like influencing influencing the environment but we have to start with our circle that's what i believe if i reach out to one person that person reaches out to another person i think that way you could you could have more meaningful impact because i can't get you to do something because I'm the one telling you to do it. If you saw me online saying something, you may just listen and then pass. But yeah, if we true. have a close conversation, yeah. I could hold you to your word. So That's true. Literally. That's true. I, I truly believe you. And I feel like um, little by little, we can achieve this vast responsibility. So now yes. let's talk about parents. Have you guys like encountered parents in this whole back to school project yeah. who are not ready to, um, you know, who are very lax about their whether it's responsibilities, children, yeah, yeah. responsibilities, taking their children to school, you know, some it's one thing to take off like the pressure from the parents by yeah. sponsoring children to school, and then okay. the children don't even get to feed. Aside, like you know, your feeding programs and all, like have you ever, have you met parents that are very lax and unconcerned about their children? Sorry, excuse me. Yes, we have, um, and it's actually funny because the first thing that comes to my mind is like who exactly are you doing <laughs> but um regardless of the case one time we had uh it, it wasn't a back to school beneficiary but he was a part of our center program when we had the community center so funny story um so we came across this child his name is felix um um and we took him to a transition home where we you know we don't house the kids due to certain reasons um so we took this child to a transitional home that we partner with and this child was to stay there for a couple of days until we can locate his parents and then take him back. Um, so the D-Day came, we dressed up and we wanted to take the child back home. Um, so now on taking the child back home, he was taking, the child was directing us to his father's place, like his his grandfather's place from his father's side, his paternal grandfather, yeah, literally. Because um, his father wasn't around. I think his father was somewhere else, maybe Lagos, I don't know, but his father wasn't in Calabar. Now, on on the way, because his, his place was at, I've forgotten, but you have to go past Akanpa, I think, and stuff. So, on the way, we saw his mother, the mother of this child. Now, she, she rose corn by the roadside, literally. So, we saw his mother from the cab because we, we chatted the cab, right? And the boy saw his mom. He was happy. He was like, ah, mommy. So we're like, ah, that's your mom. So we stopped the car. I was like, oh, let's see his mom. I mean, this is his mom. No need to take him to his paternal grandfather. We took him to his mom. And bluntly, this woman said we should take him to his grand, his grandparents. That she's not <laughs> going to take him. We didn't understand what was happening. Um, Felix should be around his early teens, like maybe 11, 12, 13 around that age yeah 11 12 13 so we were surprised but like you know what let's go see the grandparents right let's know what's happening so we took him to his grand um mom and then it turns out that um the grandmother accused him of witchcraft see 
he accepted or he admitted to the fact that in quotes he was a witch there was an episode where she said she was cooking outside by the firewood and he made an attempt to attack her and all of that kind of stuff and that he stole from the house and then took the money to his mother and they spent the money and when the money finished the mother now drove him out of the house you get me and all of that kind of stuff so when we got this story we're like okay something is not right let's go back to the mother to know what was up basically because we couldn't hold the father physically we were only just talking to him through the phone so we went back to his mother by the road and we're like ma so we took him to his grandparents and they don't want him we have to bring him back to you you're his mother you're the last line of resort it's your responsibility so it turns out that i don't know if the mother has remarried but she had a new partner she was with do you get me and she had like other children some were even older than felix at this point so there's the sister and um, felix stepsister who was there as well who was older and all of that kind of stuff so we're trying to get this woman to accept felix but she didn't want to like at this point she was like we should take him to where we were coming from to do what what is he doing in calabar all by himself in that big city what if your child gets used for rituals we've had cases like that where children we used to interact with we didn't see them anymore or something happens to them they die you know brutality some sort of brutality a lot of that kind of stuff so you know what we 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 i wouldn't say threatened but we enforced and we told her that you know what we work with law enforcement authorities and this child has to stay here with you right keep this child at home we don't want to see this child back in calabar if we do see this child we'll come for you and then we we left um funny thing the next morning when i got to the center felix was already there felix walked all the way from Akanga, <laughs> all through the night and he was at the community center early that morning i think by like eight nine he was literally sitting by the door waiting that's before the door was opened and i was looking at my colleagues i was like what is going on like what's happening like how can a mother or a father like reject their own child like why exactly did you have the child in the first place and it's it's, it's a whole lot it's a whole lot and there are other cases just like apart from felix and it's hard to deal with and uh, what i can say is if you're not ready to have a child then don't have a child or don't have so many children that you cannot take care of i mean two or three is fine or even one depending on the number of that so yeah we've had cases like that and it's really terrible like dealing with such cases because you don't know what to do there's the emotional part and there's the logical part where you have to enforce the law but then there's the emotional part because you don't understand the struggle of the parents or the child as well so it's a very difficult place to be in man it's really difficult i mean that particular story is deeply touching yeah i could imagine i i and putting myself in felix's shoes i can't even see yeah it was, it was really it was really man, heartbreaking I, is it safe to say that at to an extent there are some like for some yeah right it is safer to be out here on the streets than to be in their homes yeah for some we call we call it a home to be with their parents in their houses exactly I mean, you could say that because, um, first of all, for you to classify a place as home, you must find yeah. peace there. And if it's not peaceful for you, then anywhere you find peace becomes home. I can tell for a fact because I grew up in such an environment too. Um, quote unquote, my dad was uh, a domestic violent person. So he used to beat my mom, abuse her every single chance. And I was quite young, so I couldn't do anything. When I came of age and I was like able to stand up to him, I started getting the same treatment too. So before I turned 18, I got kicked out of the house like multiple times. Now this was in Lagos. And you know how um, it could be surviving in like a big city yeah. like Lagos. Um, but I'm grateful for my friends 
you know, as much as people talk about friendship circles and the negative influence yeah. it can have, mine yeah. were not so negative per se. Yeah, we had our stubborn days, but like there was still the upbringing and strong background where we just tried to look out for one another and you just had to be tough to survive and all. So yeah, in some cases, most of these children, not all, in some cases, some of them have to like run away from homes because the homes are like terrible places to be in and they find much much um, safety and much peace outside. And you know what it means yeah. for a child to go outside and feel at peace yeah. compared to being at home, then I think that should be in check. Something needs really to be done should. about that. And that's really what we're should. trying to do. Literally. Yeah, and, and I believe that definitely this can be achieved yeah. through the different means that we have. So how is publicity going for this conference? Um, slash eighth anniversary. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't even, I think we should talk about the eighth anniversary. What are you guys planning? We could, we could talk about that. We could talk about that definitely. Um so for the eighth anniversary, definitely so we're looking at a big bedroom music and you know and all of that but um in line because of the fact that we're marrying the conference with it it's going to be a serious slash <laughs> no 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 there's going to probably be the fun part of it like where people network and there'll be music and jollification and happiness and you know refreshments go around but item seven uh yeah item seven but not like that kind of item oh seven God, but, uh, i mean we've seen the economy not like that kind of item seven. yeah not like that kind of item seven like that money could go in a long way to like do yeah. like other stuff but like yeah. it needs to get done um so yeah it's going to be a mixture of both serious and casual stuff but a fine blend of both street priest there's always fun with street priest activities yeah, always I mean, like, fun I, I can see you were there what ceremony you I could was tell. and I was like so, so, yeah. guys <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah. beautiful okay so I would just like you to give us like a small tiny glimpse into like so we're, we're entering into November in the spiritual yeah I want to see how the change in narrative this is the first of its kind right yeah, that okay. street priest is organizing so we want to know what's going to happen what are they going to talk about and now you said there's going to be item seven. Mm. <laughs> but I want to know other things. Uh, uh, and yeah, would there be so talent, talent horns? Like, will you be? <laughs> no, not necessarily. We want to know what is going to happen. Not so, it's necessarily. Synopsis, synopsis of oh, what's okay. going to be happening in the event. Um, so um, we're going to have like you know a few people who have um, been in the business of working with these children. Um, come talk about from their different perspectives come talk about what the impact of their work has been like and what they think needs to be done moving forward right um and then we're going to also share what our progress reports has looked like over the years because when people start seeing that okay really something good can come out of this and these people have results i think people would begin to key into it and buy into it as well um we're going to have a couple of you know um really touching documentaries that could probably blow your exactly. mind emotionally that it's <laughs> definitely blown blow my yeah, heart <laughs> yeah yeah so we're going to have Man. that we're going to have a couple of you know spoken word performances <laughs> so you know infusing arts culture and all culture of that kind of stuff yeah to to the to to that so i don't want to throw a lot because it's supposed to be a surprise yeah yeah but but like everybody is invited you know publicity will start rolling out soon when we you know have everything on lockdown with logistics then you start seeing publicity materials both online and as well offline as well beautiful beautiful i can say i cannot wait because i remember i came for the award uh, annual award ceremony and god there was a particular spoken word artist uh, you, who in particular? Is, uh, I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> but I think. I'm, I'm okay, but like the lines w- were 
so deep and so true, so relatable. And like seeing the reality of things from the art perspective, man, it was amazing. And I trust Stripwits. You guys have the finest hands working with you. Thanks to all the revolutionaries, the administrative heads, the executive, the advocacy department. Everybody's doing such an amazing work, including your partners. So we are looking forward to a swell time at the Change the Narrative Conference slash 8th anniversary. I'm looking forward to (laughs) No problem. Beautiful. So thank you so much, Chief Storyteller Miracle. Thank you so much for coming on this. Cherish the double effect. (laughs) Okay, guys. So um, till we meet again, note November, Change the Narrative Conference. You shouldn't miss it for anything. Trust me, streetways, when they set their mind to a thing, they deliver. (laughs) Okay, guys. So this is where we call it a night, a B, a D. Anytime you're listening to this podcast, this is where we wrap things up. Thank you so much. See you when I see you.